Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. You date me a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you come to my house and throw away all the things that I've carefully tried to curate. I would say, yep, it's trash anyway. My guest today, oh boy, I adore her. She's a mother of three. She's the owner of N7 Collective Salon in London, and she hosts the podcast Laws of Attraction. No, Law of Attraction Changed My Life. It's Francesca Ember. Hi, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Franny, Fran, 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 how are you? Wait, what time is it? You're in England. It's 8 p.m. And oh, okay. I can hear one child screaming upstairs, but luckily my mother is up there. They're not left <laughs> on their own. It's all fine. There's always one screaming, no matter what I do. It is so wild to me that you are a single mother of three. I have learned how far I can push my body, my mind, my spirit, <laughs> my fucking everything. It is truly testing me. And I've realised that women are so strong and men are whiny little bitches. This is what I've learned in the last year. And when I saw you a year ago, I had one child. Now I have three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're fucking twins. Yeah, don't ever do it. <gasps> We're not designed. I mean... Nah. <laughs> When did you find out you were having twins? At nine weeks pregnant. So I was working in London and I started having a little bit of bleeding and I felt like fucking death. Like I just felt awful. Like I've obviously been pregnant before, Mm -hmm. but this was like another level. And so I went to hospital thinking, okay, I keep bleeding. They're probably going to say to me like that I'm losing the baby or something. And so I went and had a scan and she's like, right, I'm not going to talk to you till the end. So don't ask me any questions. I'm going to do a thorough thing and then I'll I'll talk to you at the end. So I was like, okay, cool. And then she was like, okay, so the good news is that there is a heartbeat, but there's two heartbeats. And I said, that had better be a fucking baby with two hearts. Because if there's two, <laughs> I, I was so upset. I I may have sworn at them. I cried. And I cried from that hospital on the 20-minute walk home to my flat. I cried the whole way. I, I was devastated for weeks. Couldn't leave my house. It was <laughs> awful. <laughs> I mean, I'm giggling, but I truly love how real you're being about this because I feel like when people get pregnant and they're having babies, everyone is like, the general consensus is like, I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. But then I'm like, 
sometimes you are scared and it's okay to say that you're scared. Or sometimes it's not something you want. Like one of the things on my podcast I've always been really open about is I never wanted boys. I don't like boys very much. I don't like men. <laughs> I don't, and I can't guarantee that I'd have a gay son. So I'm like, I just wanted girls and the clothes are cuter. So I've always, wanted, and if I'd got a boy, I would have been so upset. And it's the same with twins. I didn't want three children. I really, really didn't. I just wanted a little friend for my daughter and I just wanted to get on with life. Instead, here I am lugging around two babies, breastfeeding two babies. Like I literally look like I've got an illness at the moment because I'm just so skinny, but not in a toned way, just in a like, are you okay? You look like you're dying kind of way. I didn't want this, but I got it. (laughs) I feel like you look fucking fabulous. Thank you. But mm. (laughs) (laughs) what is... I mean, this is a question I feel like that's just uh, a run-of-the-mill question, but I'm dying. Like, what is the hardest thing about having twin fucking infants? Because they're not one yet. No, they're six months. The hardest thing is that, obviously, like a young baby, you... If you, when you have a newborn baby, you see people, you know, preciously pick it up and carry it with both hands. When you have twins, you have to drag a baby by a leg across the sofa and pick it up, <laughs> scoop it up. You might drop one. Like you do things with twins that you would never do with a single baby. I have to now put one on my back, which involves twisting it on a thing. It might fall out. I have to do it over a sofa. Put her on my back. I can't see what she's doing back there. You just do things with twins that you would never do with one because it's the physical weight and difficulty of carrying them like carrying them feeding them Mm -hmm. it's just a we are definitely not designed to have more than one baby I can (laughs) categorically say that (laughs) it's not normal it's not right and I'm not okay (laughs) (laughs) I feel like just in general people with their second kids like I'm a second kid there's so many beautiful pictures of my sister Mm. loving pictures there's not the same amount for me. It was just like, oh my God, this is still a baby. There's a new baby. I don't fucking, she could eat off the floor. I don't fucking care. And when I was nannying, it was like the same thing. The first baby was like, we're so precious with it. Da, 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 da. And then I went over when she had the second baby and she was just like drained of color from her face. She had to sit on a donut because the second baby ripped her harder than the first. And she was just like, I need to feel like a human again. I need to. And then the baby was like eating something off the floor or like trying to like nibble something that had fallen. And she was like, it doesn't fucking matter. Just let her do it. And I was like, oh, my God. OK, you are a changed woman. It is definitely. You know, I had all my mum friends around last night. It's the first time we've seen each other in a year because of lockdown. And we and I was like, is it true that you love your not you love your second child less, but it's a different vibe. Like with Bohemia, I uh-huh. did weekly videos of her fucking life. I edited videos with background music. I faded in, I faded out. These kids have got like a couple of pictures. You know, it is not that you just don't feel the same about a second child. It's not nearly as magical. And I'm a second child too. So now I understand why my parents are the way with me that they are. They followed my sister to where she moved. I had to fucking move to be with them. And now I know why. (laughs) (laughs) That's, but I mean, I feel like you're doing a great job because, like, online, I've gotten to see so much of them on your Instagram. I think you're doing such a great job. They look so cute. You dress them so cute. They're just truly two little adorable babies. It does help that they're cute. It does. But not to blame my own trumpet, but. I am doing a fucking good job. Like I truly am. You know, my sister keeps saying to me, she's like, everyone I know that's had twins, a lot of them have not been able to breastfeed twins exclusively. And I've had breast implants as well. So like we're talking like 60% silicone up in here. So like I don't know how it's happened, but I'm very proud of myself for that. And we've been in a lockdown as well. So we've been, I've been doing this in real isolation with no support. Nothing. I'm just sitting and feeding and changing for what seems like an eternity. And it's, it's fucking hard, mm-hmm. but one day they'll be grown up and they'll be like, mum, let's go to New York. And I'll be like, yes. And we'll all drink champagne and it'll all be fine. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that vision. You're just like, a lot of hard work will pay off and we're going to have a lot of fucking fun later. It's got to. It's got to pay off somewhere. What has lockdown been like in England? Oh, it has been a shit show. Our government is so truly. So we were talking to our mutual friend, John Mason, Mm -hmm. and his cousin Kay. And we were talking about how he's in Australia. She's in America. I'm in England and how different it's been. So Australia, super, super cautious. 
America, they don't give a shit. They're out in the bars. They no. truly are like yeah. in denial. And then in England, we've been in lockdown for pretty much a year. We went into lockdown and I was in my first trimester. I now have six month old twins and I'm we're still in lockdown. And I don't really see it ending anytime soon. I mean, I've not really been anywhere in a year and it's crazy and I'm over it. I'm so over it. Yeah, well, California is opening back up April 15th. And yeah, and indoor concerts are back, baby. Uh, Plays are back. I'm like, isn't this just a, a little too quick? Like, I'm dying to fucking go places and like get back out there and... I don't know what stand-up looks like. I haven't done a fucking hour-long set in a year, but I'm like, seems a little a little too quick. But then again, that's just America. We're just, you know. Will you have the vaccine when you're offered it? Uh, yeah, I absolutely. I have my first shot already, specifically because I was just like, I don't know if like rich people are fighting to get it and they're like, why can't I have it? I'm like, if the rich people want it, I want it. I want it, you know? That's a I, good, that's a good uh, <laughs> thesis. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, you know, if rich people don't want you to have unions, like Amazon here is like fighting tooth and nail to have their workers not unionize. I'm like, guys, that's a clue. Yeah. Unionize. You Un like there's a reason why these people don't want you to do shit. Uh, but yeah, that's it's ugh, I'm over it. And what's the first thing that you're going to do? Like, what's the first thing that you're truly looking forward to doing? I am looking forward to not having to be like, sir, are you cautious during this pandemic? Oh. I'm fucking, I am fucking, I can't wait. I just did this NPR interview and they were like, I don't know if we can air your answer. Cause they asked the same thing. And I said, I wanted all my holes filled. Oh, <laughs> and they were like, do you have a second answer? And I was like, coitus where all my holes are filled. filled. And they were like, Oh, uh, I don't know about that, but that's it. I just, I want to be fucked. Yeah. So have you done any kind of dating during like this past, this whole Corona time? I did too. I did a FaceTime date where he only allotted like 15 minutes and then was having friends over. And this was last what? May. And I was like, sir, it's the beginning of the pandemic. And you have friends coming. I don't know if we have the same values. And then I went on a date where I talked about it in another episode, but uh, he was very sweet, very kind. It just, like, my wig fell off at one point. It was just, like, messy. <laughs> so that was in person? That was in person at a park where we sat pretty far away, had, a, like, a, a nice, lovely afternoon, <laughs> and then my wig fell off, and then I was like, you know what? It's time for me to leave. I gotta go. That's a also, sign. As in, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a sign from the, the beautiful Lord Jesus to be like, okay, bitch, you, you gotta slow your roll. You gotta start. You gotta go back inside. Yeah. I mean, I think for... Everyone that has been in this pandemic, single people have been hit the hardest because I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like as a single person that's truly, truly happy about being single, we tend to fill our lives with work that we love, with mm -hmm. friends, we tend to go out with friends more, we tend to do a lot more things. For me, work isn't even really work, like I enjoy going out. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you have to sit in the house that you fucking built yeah. and lay in your bed with no one else in it and really look uh -huh. at who's in your home. And I'm like, no, because I'm the only adult in my home and I'm going <laughs> insane and it's not fair don't make me look in wood I mean I've even looked at getting back with my twin's dad I, the other day I was like is he so bad and my friend was like mm. look you're feeling lonely <laughs> and that's truly all it is like do uh -huh. not go there so it's been hard for us I think yeah it I fully agree because I I don't think I told you this but I um dislocated my ankle in November I saw and yeah, so like I just had a bunch of friends taking care of me. And I truly was just like, if I had a significant other, they would help. It would, it, it, life would just be that much easier as opposed to being injured alone and having to beg people or not beg, but like be like, I don't want to ask this person to do another thing for me. Yeah. But it's like, can you come over and cook for me? I can't fucking stand for very long. Or it's like, can you take me to the fucking doctor? It was just like, I wish I had a partner who's like, oh, I'll make you soup, even though I hate soup and I'll help you up the stairs. And yeah, it was it made me that much lonelier. Yeah, I think it's when you need help with things. And especially I've realized like with the twins, there's quite often times where I just need someone to hold a baby so I can look after the other one. And it's like the fact that there's no one there to do that. I'm like, oh, this sucks a little bit, but 
do you know what? Soon everything will be open and we'll be living our best lives again. And all the married couples will just be at home, like the same. So <laughs> they'll be at home and we'll be getting freaky. Have you been dating at all during the pandemic? Do you know what's so funny is, so I moved from London at the beginning of the pandemic because I was like, do you know what? I don't need to be in a city like with three young children. And so I rented out my apartment and I moved up to the country where all my family live. And so I'm pretty new here. I have friends here, but I don't know loads of people here. And so there was a guy who was mutual friends on Facebook with a couple of my friends. Hot, like fucking hot. I was very obviously pregnant with twins, like very, (laughs) very large. And he's messaging me pictures of his dick, videos of his dick, which I, of course, passed around to all of my mum friends. (laughs) (laughs) And it's such a bizarre thing. And actually, when I was pregnant with Bohemia, I would get chatted up more when I was pregnant than when I wasn't. I swear to God, it's the weirdest thing. And this guy is like hot. So I said to my friend, is he a weirdo? She's like, no, he's like an upstanding guy. Lots of people know him. He's well liked. And I just said to him, like, does it not bother you that I am pregnant with two babies? And he's like, no, not really. As long as like no one really knew. And I ended up, I just thought I, I was tempted, but I was like, I can't go there because can you imagine if anyone ever found out like this hoe has moved from London, is <laughs> pregnant with twins and is literally shaking up. So I was like, I can't do it. I can't. And actually, you should nah. have. It might have been fun. Do you know what? He did come round my house and get my Christmas tree out of my loft. And that's not a metaphor or a euphemism like he literally sounds like a euphemism it really does he did some dusting and pulled my Christmas tree out of the loft I just I was having one of those moments that we were just talking about where you're like I need someone to help me like I'm I'm I can't get in my loft I've just had an operation and also I'm scared of spiders and so sorry I mean an attic for American people do you know what I'm talking about a loft yeah an attic okay And he came round and got it out of my loft. And then I was just like, he was sitting looking at his like Instagram stories and he's very active mm. on his Instagram stories. And I find that very unattractive in a man. I don't mm. like a man that takes social media like seriously. And I was like, nah, I just didn't feel the vibe. So I was like, do you know what? Nah, mm-hmm. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> Truly, I do not have time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, so Bo's dad, were you with him throughout the pregnancy or no? What's the story with him? Do you mind telling it? So the way, no, the way I met Bo's dad is insane. And that's pretty much what started my law of attraction. Like I used to do it as a YouTube channel before it was a podcast. And um, and it's on Patreon? Now it's on Patreon. Thanks for mentioning okay. that. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm a Patreon know, do bitch. the plugs. <laughs> I love Patreon. Um, so I, years and years and years ago, I was single and this was before any kind of dating apps. It was very much like dating websites. And my mum was like, you're going to be single forever. This is like when I was 26, which how rude. Um, <laughs> so she made me go on match.com and I typed in what I wanted, which was like six foot six and above. I put in some real weird <laughs> shit and you know normally you would get like 5,000 results or maybe like 500 results at least I got one result mm-hmm. and it was this tall mixed race guy I mean tall tall he's six foot nine so like long oh my god standing on a beach with a boat behind him and I was like mum that is my husband. This is my husband. So I literally signed up, paid the money, sent him a message that might have been a little bit crazy, but I was like, look, don't think I'm crazy, but I think you might be my husband. And as soon as he paid the money, you could see it said, this user has not been active for 60 days. So I was like, oh man, two months. He's not going to fucking see this. So he never, he never actually got back to my message. At the end of the month, I actually phoned match.com and I was like, look, can you get me a Twitter handle, an Instagram. It, well, it wasn't Instagram back then, but I was like, I need to find this guy. He's my husband. And they said, no, Data Protection Act, you're crazy, whatever. So I was like, fine. <laughs> I agree with you. Fine. I wonder how many other women are like, I need to find this man. And they're like, we don't know what we've started. This is wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Um, so my mum was like, why don't you do your law of attraction thing? So I printed out his picture 
I put it on a vision board, bear with. So I put other things I wanted as well. And I was like, this is the kind of husband I want to attract. I didn't for a second think it would be him, but I was like, this is the kind of person I want to attract. Two and a half years later, my friend is walking along the road in London, sees this really tall guy. She's never done this for me before. And she says, oh my God, my friend loves tall guys. Would you like to go on a date? So she sets up this blind date for me. And just before the blind date, he says, oh, do you want to switch like Insta- uh, Facebook pages so we can see what we look like? I mean, mm-hmm. not really the idea of a blind date, but so I was like, sure. The profile picture was the same picture. It wasn't just, is this the same guy? It was the same, uh-huh. the boat the in the background, picture. it was the same fucking picture. I mean, Nicole, come on. That's fucking wild. I truly, I mean, like when it's meant to be, it's meant to be, but then it wasn't meant to be because y'all didn't stay together. Well, it turned out he was gay and he nearly ruined my life. So it wasn't exactly meant to be. (laughs) But do you know what? I do feel like some people are for a reason, some are for a season. And he taught me so much. Like he managed to get me to quit my job. I was in a job I hated. He was like, quit your job, do your own business. He like encouraged me to travel the world. We hadn't even been married a year when I went traveling with John. Like he was like, go Mm -hmm. for it, go and have fun. Like he actually, I call him my, my third parent because I do feel like he taught me a lot of things that my own parents didn't teach me. Um, And we have a beautiful child together. I love her. I have no, hashtag no regrets about our marriage, but (laughs) my God, we made each other unhappy in the end. Like we were not meant to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have Bohemia with him. And then after that, after I got divorced, I really went for like the opposite end of the spectrum. I went for somebody who was very, very laid back, not at all controlling, almost like had no dreams of their own so they'd kind of just go along with mine and I thought that would be really nice and it turns out I fucking hate that too Uh Uh one's too hot one's too cold I need something in the middle but then I got knocked up with twins so here I am now three children but the only good thing to this story is that I truly feel like my children are done now I have three beautiful healthy daughters what more could I want and that part of my life is done Like Mm -hmm. I now can look for love with no agenda, no timeline, no biological clock ticking. I'm just going to find someone that I fucking love hanging out with. And I don't need to worry about their sperm or worry about, oh, does he look a bit funny from the side? Will my children be really (laughs) tall? Do you know what I mean? Like I could just be like, let's have fun. And I'm excited for that. I love that. Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. 
Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. So you've always wanted children. I've always wanted daughters. Always. I thought Mm. too. Um, although I was never really a childy sort of person. I don't like other people's children very sure. much. I mean, me either. I'm surprised that you were a nanny. That really shocks me. I know. It shocks a lot of people. But when I was younger, I liked children. I wanted children. I babysat a ton. Um, and then I started nannying. And I would be with the first kid I nannied, I'd be with actually the second kids, too. I'd be with them from like 8 a.m. to about 3 p.m., 4 p.m., And, you know, they're awake in the morning and then you put them down for a nap and then either you hear them on the monitor or the other kids I babysat, they were older. So I would like put my head down on the couch and close my eyes and I'd feel a presence in front of me (laughs) and I'd open my eyes and I'd be like, oh, hi, you're awake. Mm hmm. Milk. And I'm like, yep, I know. I know the I know the routine. You don't have to (laughs) say milk every time you wake up. Milk, milk. And I was like, oh, boy. And just the thought of somebody being there when I woke up and I couldn't do my shit because I had to do theirs first. Mm. At like 20, I guess it was 25 when I stopped nannying. I was like, yeah, I can't. I can't do this. I, And then the thought of a child in my home. It's my home. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's mine. Uh, what are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> I think this. Not that it matters, but this is what I think you should do. I think you should wait a couple of years because you're still very mm-hmm. young, and then I think you should get some sort of sperm donor situation, or you can even do co-parenting now, where you just give the kid to someone else for two days a week, which is perfect. Trust me, that's what wait, I do. What? Yeah. There's a whole show about it in in the UK. You find someone online that wants a child as well. My friend Chris is on it, actually. And you say, look, I want a baby. You want a baby. What are your values? What are your beliefs? How do you want to raise them? And they say, right, I'll have it Tuesday and Wednesday. You have it the rest of the week. And people are fucking doing this shit. It's like Tinder, but for babies. It's amazing. (laughs) You should do that and just have one and love it and cherish it and give it all of your inheritance. And you will love it. I'm telling you, you will never feel a love like it, but not more than one. Just one. Okay. (laughs) I feel like if I hit 50, 55, 60-ish, I think I'll adopt like an eight-year-old or something, somebody who can talk to me, who I can still kind of dress up, and then just like, travel the world with this little kid and be like this is my friend (laughs) that would be also fun but then it's just like i have to put them in school and stuff it's just like a lot of things that you have to think about with a child like you can't just have a kid be your friend and then release it to the wild when you die because then it's like oh if you didn't teach them anything they're gonna just wreak havoc on the world end up murdering someone probably yeah and i don't want that okay so tell me about your podcast law of attraction changed my life what is the law of attraction so the law of attraction is basically how I met my husband. So if you you need to decide first what it is that you want to attract into your life, anything, it could be your dream home, your dream partner, whatever it is, and you manifest it into reality. You speak about it and you think about it until it becomes, until you see it. And it sounds really simple, but there's a lot of people, myself included, until I was about 25, just sort of kind of going through life, feeling like you don't have a choice in all of this stuff and that life just happens. But actually, you can be the architect of your own life. You can live your life exactly how you want. You don't have to work a nine to five. You can quit and earn triple the money working one day a week if you truly want. You know, you can move wherever you want in the world. And it's just about, um, I guess what I specialize in is just ordinary stuff like women that desperately want babies and have had fertility issues or women that are trying to look for love and have not found the right person. Um, All that kind of stuff, which is why I suggested it to you as well, because I think for you and a man... Oh, sorry. That was Bohemia on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> She's trying to fucking talk to me. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <sighs> I might hang what on. What is she saying? Let me go and turn it off. Hold okay. on. We've got these walkie-talkies and we took them to the shop the other day and she likes to go on the next aisle and then talk to me from the walkie-talkie. And she's like, Mummy, I'm by your favourite drink. And I go around there. She's in front of the rosé wine and this man's <laughs> laughing. I'm like, oh, thank you, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love them. Yeah, I mean, that is funny. Those moments are very funny, but it's like, well, you got to clean up shit because you're going to have to clean up a lot of shit. That's not for me. It's true. Well, I'm beyond that stage with her now. She is legit like my little best friend. It is great. It is great. But yeah. So yeah, so you just got to figure out what it is that you want in life. Like identify it first. And then what you think about, you'll bring about. Get on the right vibration. I mean, so many people walk through life being so negative about stuff. I mean, I could sit here and be like, I'm a single mum and I I don't have a man in my life and I've got three children and I can currently hear two of them screaming upstairs and like, <sighs> do you know what I mean? And But I don't. I sit here and I think how incredible that like it wouldn't have been that long ago that I wouldn't have been able to live this life. I wouldn't have been able to purchase my own home. I wouldn't have been able to run my own business. I certainly wouldn't have been allowed to have three children by myself. Um, Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't have been allowed, you know, and I'm kind of just living life completely on my terms and doing it how I want. And that's the thing. Success looks different to everyone. And so with the law of attraction, I think some people feel like, well, is there enough to go around? But it's like, of course there is, because not everybody wants the same thing. I wanted a podcast that was going to be number one in the UK, like in its division. And that's happened within a couple of months of it being here, but not everybody wants that. Not everybody wants a million baby girls. Like You know, everyone wants different shit. Okay, so how do I... So what I need to do is make a vision board of the the person I want to attract. 
I would create a vision board and then I would put it as the screensaver on your phone so that you see it subliminally just multiple times a day. You could put it on the background of your computer. I think the lock screen of your phone is good. Um, And something that I've been doing recently, because I'm very anti-love at the moment, I'm very like... I don't want a man in my life. I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. conflicted. And so what I'm doing is rather than putting what I think is my ideal man, so you could put a picture of a big old dick, you could put a picture mm-hmm. of some like nice tattoos or something, whatever you want. Um, but I'm actually putting pictures of couples that I really respect and admire because I found myself getting in this tricky scenario now where I'll go on holiday with like my friend and I'll find myself looking at married couples being like ugh they look so unhappy look they're arguing those mm-hmm. poor people and and I actually look at people in relationships as like poor them it's us single people living the best life and I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to feel like that you know I want to feel open to love and I want to feel open to having a partner so now I just have pictures of couples that I look at their relationship and I think well actually look at them they're nice. Mm-hmm. They don't wear matching fucking sweaters. Like they look cool. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. So yeah, you just need to find what you want in a man, list it, get really clear about it, make a vision board and visualize it as well. You know, every day find a song that you love and that makes you feel very like emotional. Like maybe it could be something that you'd have as your first dance at your wedding and visualize in the morning before you get up, just lay in bed and visualize yourself. Like whatever it is you like doing, walking along a beach, getting fucked I don't know what it is what if you want and going to that that restaurant that you love Guy Fieri you could be going there with this guy you just visualize what you guys would be doing and I'm telling you it will come to fruition all right it's very weird okay so like I do a lot of that in my professional life like I unwittingly like manifest a lot of things because I just like I'm like oh I want this this will happen I don't know when but it's definitely gonna happen and everything I've wanted to happen in my career has more or less like happened there's like a couple things that I'm trying to like manifest right now but for whatever reason with love I'm like I don't know I don't think that's a thing I can manifest and I don't know why although I did manifest someone last year um but I didn't so I wrote down everything I wanted in a partner I forgot to be specific and I didn't write down emotionally available. And Mm. this person was not emotionally available whatsoever and would like, tell me one thing, act a different way. And then the universe was like giving me signs that it was done. And I kept being like, no, it's not done yet. I'll fight against this. A weird thing happens when I date people. And when it has like been finished and I know it's finished, but I'm fighting it. I see their name everywhere. Ooh. Like, it's a very, like, I was dating this one guy, not a super common name, but I kept seeing his name everywhere. And I was like, but I don't want it to be done. And then it was like fully finished. And then the same thing happened last year. And then recently I saw my name in a couple places and I was like, am I done with me? You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Corona's coming to get you. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And I don't want her to come for me. She's rude. Uh, but yeah, maybe I just need to like hunker down and write down specific things yeah I mean you've um, I did not ask for a gay husband but I fucking Mm. got one um you know that was not quite on the vision board you do need to be very specific but also I think being open to red flags as well like I ignore a lot of red flags in people because I think as women we have this thing where we're like but I'm not getting any younger and especially if you want children Mm -hmm. you ignore things um whereas now that's what I'm saying about having all my children done if I see a fucking red dot I'm done you're you're gone Mm -hmm. like I am not ignoring red flags anymore but it's interesting what you say I feel very similar in I find certain aspects of my life very easy to manifest like money wise job wise all friends all that kind of thing I find it really easy love is difficult and for different people it will be different things and that's when you need to start looking at like your love blockages what's happened in your past to make you feel this way so like that's when you can start to do a little bit more self-development work and really sort of go back. So for me, for example, my mum and dad were, my dad was an awful, awful husband. And when I was about 11, my mum and dad got divorced. And I remember that period of my life as being the happiest period of my life. Because for about two or three years, my mum was single. She met all these new friends. We would have all these single mum parties. And it was wild. It was, it was brilliant. As a child to witness that, I was very like proud of her. 
And then it only lasted three years. And then she got a relationship just as bad as the previous one, as a lot of people tend to do. They go for the same mm-hmm. thing. And so I can see how in my mind, I see together, bad, independent, single mum, good. I've got that so ingrained in me. And so now I just need to work on, I know why I've got that, but now I need to work on how do I undo that? How do I, do you know Paul C. Brunson? No. Oh, so he's American. He's from Atlanta, I think. And he does like a lot of the dating shows over here in the UK. He does like Married at First Sight and stuff. He's like one of the, not judges, but you know, like a expert. And he's coming to do a second part on my podcast next week to work on my love blockages. And I'm very excited because some of that shit you can't do by yourself. You know, it's something you've got to work with somebody else. And I'm clearly not qualified to get through this shit. That's like so interesting when you say love blockages, because I maybe I've heard a, you know, phrase like that. But like, it just makes sense that you repeat things that you've done because you have like a little bit of a blockage or you have something that happened in your past that's affecting how you're acting now and it's hard to fucking get around it because you're in it you know yeah. what I mean? you're not like outside of it you can't really see what you're doing and also we're always all evolving like when I look back at the person that I was when I was married to my ex-husband like I was half the person that I am now because of the growth work that I've done with myself because of the fucking experiences the you know character building experiences I've had like getting divorced is a very character building experience you get (laughs) to work on yourself and and I think you attract what you kind of deserve and maybe back then that's what I deserved I was quite a shallow bitch I was looking for like someone that would be able to take care of me and fly me around the world and that's what I fucking got but I think as you grow and evolve that's why I also don't know if you can be with someone forever because what are the chances that you grow and evolve together like that's hard. How do you do yeah. that? I would like to be a sister wife. That's what I would like. <laughs> I actually would. <laughs> I really would. Would you though? Would you want somebody else to fuck your man? I have zero jealousy. Zero. Oh. I have none. I, do you know what my ex said? You're like a man. And I don't know whether he meant that in a good way or a bad way, but I have zero jealousy. Um, I wouldn't mind if they had two other wives. I'd be like, look, I'll see you Tuesday and Friday. So my ex that I have the twins with, I said to him, look, I don't think this is working out. I can't live with someone again. I'm so used to being by myself. I can't Mm -hmm. have you in my space all the time. I was like, can't we just do what? I think a lot of Jamaican men do this where it's like, I'll see you two days a week. We have a great life. We spend time together. We look after our children and then you go. You go and you leave me alone for five days. He was not down for that. Well, this is, I, I think what you're describing is like a form of polyamory. Yeah. Where it's like you have your main maybe and then like a couple others. But also it's like, also it's like you could be with one person and just be with them sometimes out of the week. Yeah, just live in your own houses and just have your own lives as well. Kind of like in Sex in the City 2 maybe? Or maybe it's the first movie. No, it's the second one where Carrie was like writing at her apartment or whatever. And she was like, I think I'm going to sell it. And Big's like, why? And she's like, I don't know, because we, we live together here. And he's like, but wouldn't it be nice if you like just went and had your time at the apartment? And she was like, Hi, but then I was like, if I got into a serious relationship with somebody, I think I would want them to keep their home, like keep your apartment. Yeah. So you can go there. And you could go do whatever you want there and I could do whatever I want at my place. And then we are together when we want to be together. But maybe we're unusual in thinking that and that's why we're both single. <laughs> maybe. maybe. But I mean, I think that sounds perfect. I agree with right? you. Spending every waking moment with somebody seems just a little exhausting. Yeah. And then you get so reliant on them. Like, I look back now and I think, God, I never like, not that I never made plans with friends, but you just tend to not really like, you're just so reliant on that relationship. You don't see friends as much. You don't have your own Mm. plans as much. And I don't want to go back to that place. I I really enjoy my life. Someone would have to be really special to come in and, and be here now. I think. Mm -hmm. Real quick. We have to take a break. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And oh, we're back. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It would take somebody like incredibly special, not just special, but like a person that I felt like next level feelings about to just like, you know, take my time or whatever. I also need a partner who like gets that, like I work and I'm away a lot and it's not them. It's just, that's the nature of my job. So yeah, I just, it's a lot. Because you travel a lot, don't you? Mm-hmm. I, I used to. This could be the change. And also, maybe now you'll meet someone that can work remotely because we're now all working remotely. So maybe it didn't mm-hmm. work before, but now it's going to work for you. I hope so. I did a thing that maybe was bad. So I wrote down all of the qualities I wanted in a partner. I was like very, very specific. I put them in an envelope and then I put it in the mailbox. <gasps> I just addressed it to like one, two, three, anywhere. I love uh, LA, it. And then put the zip code. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, maybe I was, I sent love away and I should write it down and like keep it with me. So I'm bringing it towards me and not away from me. This is true, but I do love the idea of just mailing it and seeing where the hell does that... And someone's going to open it up and be like, I want a big old dick. <laughs> what? what I mean, this? that was one of those things. It was like, I want to be deep dicked. I want him to have a big dick. I want him to like me. I want him to be nice to me. It was a lot of things. It, it was uh... a very important... Do you know what? Just after I got divorced, in fact, I wasn't even divorced, I met somebody who... He was actually a neighbour... And um, it kind of got me through my divorce. And I was still living with my ex-husband, had like a one-year-old baby, and we had to live together for about a period of six months. And that's fucking tough, living with someone that Mm -hmm. hates you. Like, it was awful. And I truly got through it by just dating my neighbour on the next street. I mean, local dick, convenient. Mm. I'd wait until the baby was asleep, (laughs) and off I'd go. It was brilliant. And I've realised you either get someone you find really attractive or you get a big dick. You do never, you mm. never get the two together. I, yeah, I guess the last two dudes I like dated for more than three dates. One was like kind of cute in a way where like <laughs> when I was drunk, I'd be like, ooh, you're cute. And then sober, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I was really like, indifferent about him sober, but he had the biggest fucking dick I'd ever seen. When he pulled down his pants, I just went, oh my. Wow. And I don't think he clocked it, but I was, Fully like, wow, this is delightful. Uh, And then I dated another guy who I thought was like so attractive, just like upon sight. I was like, you are so fucking hot. And then he pulled down his pants and I was like, ooh, a grower, not a shower. But what if it's not a grower or a shower? It was neither. It was a... There was was no growing. Uh, It's so upsetting. So upsetting. Yes, For me, it was. And I know some listeners will be like, it's not nice to talk about people's penises. But it's like, I don't know. It's my it's it's what I like. It's what I want. It wasn't attracted to some or it wasn't attached to someone who was nice to me. So that's another thing about it. But men talk about women all the time. They talk about women's bodies all the fucking time. I love that we can now objectify them the way that they objectify us. It's completely normal. And your podcast is pretty much one of the only ones that I notice. You can talk about a guy's dick and be like, go fuck yourself. And, you know, even at the salon now, we see girls coming in and we're like, oh, what are you getting a spray tan for? A dick appointment. And I'm like, good mm-hmm. for you. I think it's about time that we we do the fucking same. I'm all for it. I say that, but I'm tired of reading people's comments where they tell me that it's not nice. (laughs) So I do these little disclaimers now because you can't fucking say anything without someone going, that's mean. How would you feel if someone said that about you? And I'm like, I wouldn't care. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) People say nasty things about me all the time. But like, I don't know. I want a big dick. That's that's me. That's what I want. But also, if it's a tiny dick attached to a nice person who learns other ways to please me, that's great too. But a big, I just, it's been a long time and all I want is to be pounded. 
But I did make a dick appointment for two weeks after my second shot because they say, like, you should wait two weeks, I think. I don't know. I read that somewhere. But I was talking to this guy, and I was like, all right, two weeks out. Let's do this. I got a hotel room, and I'm very excited about it. You are organized. You're on it. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's had a lot of time inside, a lot of time with herself. She don't like it. She don't want it. So, yeah, I was like, we need to make this happen. I'm, <laughs> I'm like counting down the days. Oh, Lord. I, I, I now feel like I need to be like making preparations. But <laughs> who am I kidding? I've got six-month-old twins. Nothing is happening for at least... I'm going to say another six months. I'm going to say Christmas 2021. Okay. Are we in 2021 okay. right now? I mean, I yes. truly said 2020 the other day and I, someone was like, girl, no, we're almost midway through 2021. Can you even? It's terrifying. Well, I think Christmas 2021 is when I'm going to have sex for the next time. and I'm very excited about it. Very. Okay. I like it. But also get a babysitter now. They're breastfed, so I can't leave them. Oh. Wait, can't you pump it and dump it and put it in a bottle? No, it's so hard because there's two of them. There's never enough milk. There's like a deficit. Like I oh. couldn't, it's it's a very fine balance. So no, I can't in short. But do you know what? I'm happy to wait till Christmas. I feel like I'm okay. physically exhausted, mentally exhausted. I Every <laughs> spare second that the babies are asleep, I'm podcasting. Every mm-hmm. second. So I literally don't have a chance to even go on tinder at the moment so it can wait my dream man can wait also what a lovely christmas present to you oh it better be wrapped up in a bow (laughs) (laughs) wait (laughs) what has the vaccine rollout been like in the uk well it started off as one of the best in the world apparently and then everyone was worried that they were going to get blood clots and then europe hate us so then they stopped the vaccine coming into the country And we were like, no, but they offered it to me. But because I'm breastfeeding, I can't take it, even though I have Crohn's disease. So I'm Uh, high risk. I'm risky out here, but I don't care. I'm not going to get it. See, this is an example of the law of attraction. I'm not going to get it. Doesn't affect me. (laughs) Just doesn't. I mean, I... I truly say the same thing. I'm like, I'm not going to get it because I'm not an idiot and I'm not doing dumb things. And when I go out into the world, I wear my fucking mask and I... I just don't do things that are going to enable me to get it. Yeah. Are you going to wear a mask the first time you have sex? Please do for the lols. Just for the lols. I might. Do I it. might. You know, <laughs> I might be like, and sir, here's your mask. Please eat me out through it. Let's see how, what that feels like. <laughs> I think a full on N95 mask and no condom. Go for yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, please don't wear a condom. We're already wearing enough protection. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Thank you. I am so excited for myself. Uh, honestly, like truly, I keep looking at the date. I put it in my calendar as Nicole's big fun day out. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, I can't <laughs> fucking wait. <laughs> oh God, I wish I could do that. Honestly, the babies are a cock block, one hundred percent. Like I feel like yeah. it's not the done thing. I can't be seen to be on Tinder or going out and like have two young babies attached to me all the time. But you wait, Christmas. But you did say you get chatted up more when you're pregnant than you're not pregnant. So maybe they, maybe maybe you should wear a fake belly. I think when that, you're trying to find a man. I mean, that might make me even weirder in this very small <laughs> village that I've moved to. And people already think I'm crazy. <laughs> so They're like, man, this woman moved in and she's wearing this <laughs> fake stomach. Sometimes she has it. Sometimes she doesn't. I don't know. Well, let's marry her. And people here talk. That's the thing. Do they? It's not London. This is like a village. So people know all your business. Like I came out my house this morning. I had a crazy party in my garden last night with some of my friends burnt a load of fence panels got Chinese got drunk and I came out this morning and my neighbor was like I saw your Instagram stories had a good (laughs) night did you and I'm like oh look they know everything like in London you could fuck everyone on your street and no one would know but here (laughs) no that's so funny I've never really lived I guess growing up I lived in a small enough town where people like were nosy and knew things I just couldn't imagine people in my business like that well, sometimes the neighbors will be like, did you see this? And I'm like, oh, I did see this. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, so I guess it is like a little bit of neighborhood gossip. That's fun. 
I like You're not it. In my business. I, I do enjoy it. And also I'm a very open person. I truly don't give a shit what people think, but it can fuck you up because like I say, the place I used to live with my ex-husband, I mean, I fucked my neighbor. And so mm-hmm. I can't go back there now. I've ruined that for myself. He's told <laughs> me I'm not allowed back. <laughs> so you do have Wait. to be careful. You said the rest of Europe hates the UK. Is it because of Brexit? I don't understand yes. Brexit. Oh, truly, who does? But basically, we are now on our own. Europe hates us. Everyone <laughs> hates us. We let um, European refugee children drown in the sea. No one gives oh, a no. shit. Yeah, it's it's the worst. But we're under a Tory government, so it's like a Republican government. Oh. So it, it's it's the worst. It's truly the worst. But... We're living through it. So the UK was a part of the European European Union? Yeah. And the European Union did amazing things. Like they um, they imposed levels of pollution that you could have. So one of the reasons I moved from London as well is that the level, the legal level of pollution on the street that I lived on was consistently 18 times above the legal limit. And so every day the government would just pay these fines to Europe instead of changing it and bringing the pollution down, they'd be like, oh, we'll pay the fines. So Europe held us accountable for a lot of things, a lot of our animal welfare things, the way that food is produced. Um, I sound knowledgeable on this now, but I don't really know what you I'm talking are. about. <laughs> you were like, I don't know. But then you're like telling me a bunch of shit that I was like, oh, cool. I yeah. didn't know that. Europe's just brilliant, really, and very sort of progressive and forward thinking. And then you've got all these people in England that are like, England's my place. These Europeans can't tell me what to fucking do. And now we've like regressed back 10 years and we're all on our own and it's shit. No. Oh. But I do want to come. I've never been. I want to come so bad. I want to see you. I want to see the baby. Nicole, you need to and come. I want to meet Bo. She's so fucking cute. She's hilarious and she loves you. She, and I, I love her. I'm terrified because I do feel like I'm raising her to be a young gay man because all she watches <laughs> is RuPaul's Drag Race. She loves you. She loves Lizzo. But one thing I'm so happy about is all these people that she loves, because RuPaul's Drag Race, some people might think, not for a child, Fran, not for a child. Mm-hmm. But she has a gay dad. And he has a boyfriend now that lives with him, George, very lovely guy. And I remember at school, we had one boy who had two mums and people used to take the piss out of him and we didn't know any better. So I feel like there is going to come a day where her, her friends are going to realise that her dad has a boyfriend rather than a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to make it so normal, so a part of her life and a positive part of her life, you know, like it's a good uh-huh. thing. It's a fun thing. Um, and But also what I was going to say with that, with you and Lizzo, she loves both of you. And when you sent her that you very kindly sent her and the twins some clothes, she was like, but I don't understand who sent this to us. And I was like, oh, it's a lady <laughs> called Nicole. And she's like, but but why has she sent us all these clothes? And I was like, do you know what? She's very, very rich. She's very, very famous. She is very, like, she's the most successful person I know. Do you want to see her? And she was like, yeah. So I got up. Um, I don't think it was nailed it. I can't remember what I showed her, but I showed her something. And I was so happy that you weren't a skinny white bitch. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because my daughter is mixed race. She's quite dark mixed race. And it's like, I love that the people she loves, you and Lizzo, both times she's asked to see someone that she loves, but she doesn't know she loves. It's, it's someone who looks like her. And I'm like, Nicole is the richest person I know. She's the most successful person I know. <laughs> Look at her, Bo. That could be you. And I'm now I understand why representation is so important because she knows a lot of old white men. They're all mm-hmm. quite, you know, ordinary and poor. She sees you and she's like, oh, okay. I can be, I can be Nicole. I can be Lizzo. I can be fucking RuPaul. Maybe not RuPaul. <laughs> she could be RuPaul. She could be whatever she wants. I do appreciate that you do show her people who look like her because, I don't know, I feel like sometimes white parents of mixed children kind of neglect that part. Yeah. Where it's like they need to see representation of themselves because they're not seeing it at home. And I've seen her with like little black dolls. And I think that's like really great. Is it hard raising a mixed race child? Um, Yeah. And it's only just coming about now because she's getting older and she's starting to like notice things. Um, But we moved from London where it's very diverse to this little village where she's not the only mixed race child. There's a a couple, but it's a very, very white area. And on Mm -hmm. her first day of school, she just out of the blue said to me, 
I'm not pretty and I don't want to go to school today because my eyes aren't blue. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. And it made me so sad. But my sister bought her like a couple of books about like skin colour and stuff like that. But then mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it a really big deal. For me, it was more powerful to be like, oh, look, someone sent you a load of clothes. Do you want to see who it is? And it just so mm-hmm. happened to be. And the same, she, we went to Glastonbury uh, two summers ago and she loves Lizzo. She's obsessed with Lizzo. And so she wanted to start watching her videos on TV. And I mm-hmm. think when we were at Glastonbury, she didn't actually properly see her. She just loves the songs. And mm-hmm. I loved that when she wanted to see her, it's like, this is what Lizzo looks like. Like this is, and I, I just love it that it's just worked out every time with her little idols that, Every time it's been a representation of it's who she could be. She could grow up to be that. So I'm very mm-hmm. thankful to you, Nicole. Well, I try and I'm thankful to you because you let me send you a flamingo lamp. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. That fucking lamp. I swear to God, I have never hated you more. It was, it was so hard. It took up my whole house. It was so hard to figure out. How to get it picked up. And like every company was like, oh, yeah, we can pay it up, pick it up. So then I would schedule it and they're like, oh, we can't pick it up. And I'm like, what do you mean? You said you could. And then DHL did it and then also delivered me what I sent you and then a box of cards with cats on them. And I was like, what is this? How crazy. And I went through it. And then I was like, oh, this isn't even addressed to me. And I was like, oops. And then I had to call DHL to give it back to them. And they're like, this is the wrong package. And I was like, I don't I don't know. I, I don't I just take it. It was a it was a long ordeal. So uh, God bless. Thank you so much for letting me do that. Uh. <laughs> it was those boxes were definitely bigger than I ever anticipated. But it's done and dusted. <laughs> I didn't realize, but it's because the company just wouldn't ship it to America, and I was like, I need this flamingo lamp. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've been like wallpapering badly. Uh, Yeah, I've had too much time. Well, we've all done. I painted my kitchen pink during lockdown. I mean. Ooh, but I love that. That's cute. It is quite cute, but I can't wash it. It's not scrubbable. So it's it's not great. But there is that girl that wants to do a mural for you and you should take her up on it because she could draw anything. She could draw you being banged by a guy with a big dick. Oh my God. In a tiger skin coat with a cowboy hat on. That would be true manifestation, like just to look every day (laughs) at a picture of me with a huge dick next to it. It would be like, okay, I'm looking at it. I'll close my eyes. I'll wish for it. Okay, let's start my day. There you go. I just got to find a wall for her to do something on. Or a ceiling. She could do some sort of Michelangelo shit. I don't know. Okay. I got to think. I've been trying to like slow my roll a little bit because I keep getting things. Uh, and I recently just got my, I got a West Elm bed. It was a whole debacle. Uh, this woman, a customer service was so mean to me. Uh, but then they like worked it out and they were very kind. Oh, is that Bo? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. It's okay. Look, it's Nicole. Hi, Bo. Say hello. Hi. Yeah. Um, 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 the babies um, are crying. And both, both of them. They're both crying. <laughs> I can hear them. They're both crying. Even the light is on, and 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 Ethan, we're not going go to bed. Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling Nicole how much you love her and Lizzo and Drag Race. She got nothing to say. <laughs> She's like, now I'm quiet. I just came in to deliver some news and I'm finished. Also, I don't look like me. I don't have any hair right now. So she's like, who's this bald-headed woman? <laughs> also, she can't hear you. I've just realized. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She's not wearing <laughs> headphones. I was like, I'm talking to you. Uh, what are you doing? It's Nicole. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Bo who her favorite queen is from UK. Bo, who is your favorite queen? From uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? Um, the one, I can't remember. Lawrence Chaney? Yeah. Or Bimini Bamboolash? Bimini Bamboolash. I call her Bimini Bamboolash now. That is Bo's new name. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed. I love that. <sighs> She's so cute. She's so big. Yeah, well, her dad's six foot nine, so that's a big kid. How old is she? She's only four. Yeah, she's fucking huge. She's so tall. She's going to be a supermodel, I'm telling you. I love it. She could be a supermodel, make money, pay for her own college, and then take care of you. 
Mama don't got to work no more. <laughs> no more podcasting <laughs> at 2 a.m. for me. <laughs> okay. So your advice for me is to do the laws of attraction, do a, 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 a vision board. Is there any other advice that you have for me? Visualize to music. It is very powerful. Do mm-hmm. it every day. If you do something once, it's like doing a workout once. It's not going to change your yes. life. If you do it every day, it will. We're doing a book at the moment on our Patreon. It's called Atomic Habits, and it's all about changing your behavior just one percent a day. And if mm-hmm. you improved something one percent a day, by the end of the year, you'd be thirty-seven times better. Isn't that wild? That is. It makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Repetition makes you better at anything you're trying to do. Yeah. Just small things every day. Just a minute spent just every morning. Put that song on, whatever you choose your song to be. Visualize this man coming into your life. And if you can't picture him, visualize like the feeling of how you'll feel. And yeah, do a vision board. Put it where you'll see it. Bing, bang, bong. Sing, sang, song. In he comes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I ask all of my guests this. Would you date me? 100%, but only if you'd take on me and all of my screaming children. (laughs) You know, I'd have to think about it. Uh... (laughs) It's going to be a no for me, dog. (laughs) I would come just to move to Hollywood. I mean, I'll I'll leave the children. I'll leave them behind and I'll come. Come to LA. (laughs) I mean, I would love for you, Nick... You call her Kay, I call her Skeeter. Skeeter and John to just like move to LA and be near me. We do talk about that being our dream. It's going to happen. I'm manifesting it, baby. It's all I fucking want. I just want like a neighborhood of all of my friends where we just like hang out and have a very nice time. Okay, what's the name of your Patreon? Because we've come to the end and I want you to plug it. Um... I don't know what my Patreon's called, but my podcast is Law of Attraction Changed My Life. It's the same name, baby. I don't know. But it's it's all on there. It's either it's on my podcast. I link it fucking everywhere. If you go on my Instagram, it's linked there. If you go on my podcast, it's linked there. You can't get away Tell from it. Tell the people what your Instagram is. My Instagram is at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Or if you want to see pictures of twins in little matching clothes, it's at Francesca Amber. Um and yeah, I have all of my links on there for my my Patreon, my podcast, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. I love it. Fran, thank you so much for doing this. Franny Fran. Okay. No, thank you. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Davey, do other people call you Franny? Just you and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I just like started doing it uh, at Kay's uh, bachelorette. I was just like, I guess, was that a bachelorette? No, it was her 30th birthday. (laughs) Oh. But we were very drunk. It was Napa Valley. like I, Very drunk the whole time. And I love that on the way to like different wineries, we we're just like on this party bus drinking vodka. And I was like, this is how you keep the party going. You got to drink in between the wine. Obviously. <laughs> I had a lovely fucking time. And I love that I'm the only person who calls you Franny. Anyway, if you like this episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me? You can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe it. Uh, subscribe to it you write it five stars on Apple Podcasts I don't know you'd think I'd be like better at doing this little outro I've been doing this podcast for a lifetime but if you write me something nasty I will read it this person it's not nasty nasty but it says hey Nicole I want to treat you like my homework slam you down on my desk and do you all night long very nice very kind also like kind of sweet did they leave a number they didn't leave a number (laughs) unfortunately no number okay bye bye That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.